The issue about pension fund deficits has been well explored in the press in recent years. It's a product of the low investment returns which we've seen in recent years and the growing longevity of the population. Marcus, what do you see as the future when it comes to sorting out these problems? I think, first of all, we have to be clear what the problem is. And much of the public debate is about the wrong problem or a non-problem. We've grown used to talking about pension funds or pension schemes, rather, as being either unfunded or funded. In an unfunded scheme, no provision is made to pay pensions in the future, but pensions are simply paid out of current earnings in the case of a company or current tax in the case of a government and its, um, its pensioners. A funded scheme, we've been told, is a more prudent way of providing for pensions where a company or an employer builds up a fund of investments which will yield a return in the future to pay pensions. Now, at a microeconomic level of the company, that makes a certain sense. It means the employee is not dependent on the company directly for future pensions, so if the company goes bust, there will still be a pool of investments out of which the pension will be paid. At the macroeconomic level, when you, as it were, notionally consolidate all the employers in the country together, then this protection disappears because they've all promised to pay each other's current employees' future pensions out of their own future earnings. That is, the pension fund consists of shares, the shares will pay dividends. So they've all promised to pay dividends in the future to pay each other's pensioners. Now, when you, as it were, fictitiously consolidate all the employers in the country, then the difference between the funded and the unfunded scheme evaporates. You're up against the central fact, which is that funded or unfunded, current pensions have to be paid out of the economy's current output. So the central problem is that the expected output of the economy in, let's say, 2026, in 20 years' time, appears to be insufficient to meet what are projected to be the 2026 claims of providers of capital, current employees, and today's pensioners. And something somewhere has to give. Unless, of course measures are taken to improve, to increase the level of productive output. So just saving more today doesn't magically solve the pensions problem. The only thing which solves the pensions problem is investing today in future production, in expanding the productive base of the economy. And to my knowledge, very little of the debate has focused on that central problem. I was very intrigued to hear Marcus's views there. He hasn't shared those with me before. I have just flagged something there because the fundamentals of of most company pension schemes now and most uh, insurance schemes is to set up liability management structures and transfer a vast amount of the assets to meet the minimum requirements of the fund into fixed income assets, particularly government assets. And we've seen that in the Boots case where... Boots moved into a substantial portion into bonds. It also helped them de-risk their own balance sheet. And many companies are taking this approach now to reduce the volatility impact 
but they're buying fixed income and they're buying state bonds. They're not really investing in the future productivity of our nation. They are buying government bonds to pay current government deficits. In addition to that, I, I also think that a large portion of the way that the calculation is done of the pension accruals in pension funds, they use current variables and forecast the future return rates. And as rates have fallen, the need or the deficit in the funds has increased and Marcus has referred already to about the memory of high return rates. I think companies were very fortunate to have high excess values in their funds in the early 90s and became heavily reliant on equities. And as equities have switched over in the last few years, that has burned through into the pension funds and that needs to be rebuilt and that will have to be built out of earnings and product value creation. And that will put a drain certainly on all the countries in the European Union with these, these heavy older populations and it will restrict our growth. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.